Welcome to the second season of the Storylux podcast, scripted for AI. In this season, we speak with marketers who have built new and novel work processes around AI. You will get hands-on insights into how to make your marketing faster, cheaper, and better, all with the power of AI. If you haven't already, follow Simon Chapuzo on LinkedIn and make sure to subscribe to the podcast. And now, please welcome this week's guest. Hey, Wendy. Cool to have you on the show. And uh, it's a pleasure. It's always great talking with you. So um, I'm very excited to have you on the show today because what you do, I think, is also, again, very innovative with the AI and uh, ChatGPT and BART and all these tools. You run a marketing agency. Maybe you can give us a quick idea of what you do as a business, and um, then we can hone in on the different things that you do with AI. Yeah, thank you, Simon. So I'm the CEO and co-founder of Content Bacon. We are a content as a service company. So we really don't consider ourselves an agency. Our niche is content and storytelling and how to use content to help generate more awareness, more interest, and ultimately more business for your company using different types of content that support that. Um, sounds good. One thing that really intrigued me with you and what, what we chatted before the call is how AI helps to see you a bigger picture with the with what's out there that helps you create content. So maybe you can do a quick introduction with sort of like the foundation, how you see the content yeah. creation, and then we can dive into the tools you use. Sure. So I'm going to share just a quick screen or a quick slide. Yeah, to your point, we love AI because it really does help us do things more effectively, better, faster, less expensively. It helps, you know, kickstart ideas. So, so many things that might have in the past been time consuming, we're able to be a lot more effective and get to some of the information we need to build a strategy, to be innovative, to be creative, all the things that humans are really good at that AI hasn't replaced us with yet. So we use a, a concept, a foundation called fueling the flywheel. And if you're familiar with a flywheel, sometimes it, it's you know heavy, it takes like a lot of heavy lifting to get it going, but then once you get it going, it builds momentum. And so we think of your marketing very similarly. And so we've kind of broken this into four key areas. So. There's all those people out there, all those prospects that don't know about you today. And so what are you doing to attract those and turn them into strength, to turn those people that don't know about you, at least into strangers, so they do know about you? And then how do you engage with those to turn them into prospects? People that are now part of your community, they're engaging with you, they've raised their hand to say, yes, I'm interested, whether you know they're interested in getting a newsletter or they've opted into something. And then there's how do you nurture those and turn them into customers and then those customers into repeat customers, promoters, referral sources. So there's different types of content that support all of those underneath an overall strategy. So that's how, how we think about your overall content strategy. And then within this, there's different types of tools we use to support each to come up with the actual content to support that. Mm. And I think one of the, the important things to 
get that to work is to really understand what is out there and uh, what your competitors do, who your personas are that you want to speak to. Tell us about how yeah. you use AI to see the world. So I think um, for the purposes of, of this call, you know, we really wanted to focus in on something tactical that your audience could mm. take, you know, take away and do something with. And so competitive analysis is a super important part of an overall strategy, an overall company strategy, but particularly a marketing and or content strategy. And the reason why is you want to make sure your story, your unique selling proposition, what you're putting out there isn't just generic content that everyone's putting out there, that it stands out in a way that gets you noticed, that builds connection, that ultimately builds that relationship for a, a successful business. So we found that really doing thorough competitive analysis when we're setting up a strategy for one of our customers, but then ongoingly checking in to see what's happening so that we can make sure everything we're doing stands out and is differ differentiated. Okay. So there's quite a few things we, we go through. Yep, go ahead. Now, can you give me an idea of like how much time you invested in the past into doing this analysis and doing the research and what what is it like today? Absolutely. So in the past, um, the competitive analysis piece was was probably at least a two or three hour um, just to do the research, right? And then what you do with the research was, you know, probably another couple hours. So probably all in all, anywhere from six to eight hours when we were onboarding a new customer and really wanting to understand what was going on with their competitors, with their industry, so that as we were building a content strategy for them, we could make sure that it was, you know, not only in line with what's happening, but also stood out and was differentiated. So today, the analysis piece has definitely, you know, we're much more efficient. Um, it probably takes under an hour. And the, and the beauty of that is then the human can actually synthesize all that and spend more time on the strategy piece, which is really where, you know, where the money is, right? That's, that's the sweet spot. That's what you want, where you want that, you know, innovation, creativity to come out. So it's really about us to spend more time on that piece, which ultimately is more effective for, for our customers and, and really the world, right? Because what mm. we want to be putting out there, we want to be adding value, educating, inspiring, not just putting out content for the sake of, of putting out content because we can. <laughs> that, that is the big danger. Just because we can, let's do more content. Yeah. Yeah. So I took one of our, our, our current customers and fed in some of our prompts um, so that you could see in real time how we do this and, and what kind of results. So the prompt is, who are the top competitors of, and this is where you put your, you know, your company name in or the company you're researching, and then also the industry. Um, so who are the top competitors of Solgari in the cloud content contact center as a service market? And putting the industry, this is a pretty niche company. So um, being able to put this in is really important because then hopefully what we're going to get back is going to be within that niche versus if we just put like, you know, cloud computing, which obviously is a very general term. Although if we wanted to start out broader, we you know we could have. So 
that's the prompt. And then obviously, it, you know, I'm using um, ChatGPT4, which is the paid version. And I'm... Hey, 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 I've, what, what, why do you, sorry, what, why do you have a date? You say what the date is. Today is the prompt at the top. So that, I didn't put that in. Um, ChatGPT put that in. Mm. Because what? I'm using, I was just going to say, I'm using web access. So it's actually pulling from real-time data that's out there. If you're using the free version of ChatGPT, it's going to pull data from September 2021. Um, so this allows to see more current data. So, so this is all, you know, what ChatGPT, after I put it in, it, it spits it out. So... Mm. This is the answer. You can always, you know, see with this this little icon, the answer um, that it comes back with are these competitors. So it comes back with seven key competitors, and it tells me a little bit about each one. And there's citations here. These numbers are citations. If I wanted to fact check it, um, which is important, you know, especially. But in this particular instance, it's pulling these seven competitors. And then, you know, some additional ones. So the first, you know, the first thing you want to do is if, if it's your company, right, you're going to look at this and it's either going to connect and you're going to say, great, th this looks about right. It might pull up companies you've never heard of before, which could be useful because maybe you're just not aware of all the competitors in your industry. So this gives you a good starting list that we can then use to you know, just touch base with our, our customer and say, hey, how do these feel? Sometimes our customers tell us who their competitors are, in which case we can feed those in here and, and get information, which I'll show you, you know, some additional. Mm. So it starts with, um, you know, the competitors, which you can build a list and, you know, you can be, you know, have a, a Google Doc open at the same time where you can kind of pull the data and put it in your your working document so that everything's not in your in your chats. So that's Out kind of curiosity. Um, I know it's not AI related, but what I often see is that companies um, are not really that clear about their target market, and that is one of the problems they have with the marketing because they think like, okay, this is our target market, and it's actually three target markets. Um, how do you deal with that? I mean, do you tell them, no, 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 this is not your target market? Yeah, so that we spend a lot of time with our customers, making sure that they do understand who are they marketing to, and so that we can ensure that the content that we're creating is written in a way topical to that audience. Now, if they don't understand, maybe they can't articulate it. Maybe they've never gone through a buyer persona exercise. They can review your previous podcast. A lot of times we can get that using their current customer database. So if we ask them, well, tell us who your top 10 customers are today, we could use that to build a profile. So there's all kinds of ways that we can work with a customer. But at the end of the day, if you don't understand your target audience and you can't articulate it, you can't create a compelling content strategy. You have to understand who your audience is. So it always starts 
with that. And if you're in research phase, maybe you're early stage of building a new company and you're trying to determine your target audience, you can use a competitive analysis to help you determine that. So let's just do this in real time uh, Mm -hmm. since you brought that up and I haven't actually already. Let's just take this um, Genesis and let's say who is the target audience of Genesis. And it'll take a, a little bit because it is um, browsing the web. But this could be a great way for you to, if you're, like I said, if you're in the early stages of your company or maybe you're pivoting, it could be a great way to check in. Maybe you're missing out on a target audience that you haven't thought about. Whereas if you use this competitive analysis, you could determine, um, wow, that's a market we haven't been working with. It's saying key audiences include businesses that prioritize the following. I mean, that's maybe could be helpful. I'm not sure how helpful that is. Let's see if it can give us some specific examples. And again, a lot of this is is experimental. You don't always know if it's going to give you back information that you need. Um, Sometimes it, it can, sometimes it can't. But again, it's thinking. When it, it it takes a little longer with using web access because it's going out to over, you know, yeah, same network error. So in this with Bard, it actually gave us some specific examples of who their target audience is. So obviously they're working with huge companies, but you know, if I'm Solgari, you know, this might help me understand wow, we're not going after these. Is that an opportunity or does that give us further information on where our niche is? And maybe our niche is is smaller companies. Just while I'm on BARD, I often like to use both platforms just to, to check and see the information I'm getting, if there's anything remarkably different. So in this particular, um, i I had put in one of the props for a competitive analysis that I love is this, what are recent developments or strategies adopted by the competitor? So I kind of honed in on this Genesis Cloud CX as the key competitor, but then, you know, it comes back with some key things that is saying some of their recent developments, which again, could just be very helpful to understand um, how this relates to what you know, you're doing in your own industry? Um, Is it very similar? Or, you know, are there some areas for opportunity? And again, it just kind of gives very like big picture. But again, this is where having the human strategist play a part is is super important. And then again, something I like to do is when I am using props, I like to tell it who I am, and I can make up who I am, right? So depending on what kind of research I'm doing, I can make up. But given that we're doing competitive analysis, I um, I started this with saying I'm a highly experienced marketer with the focus on competitive analysis. And then who are the top competitors for Sogari? So I had already done this in ChatGPT, but I wanted to do it in BAR just to see if there was a difference. Now, again, it came up with some of the, some of the same ones, which I can compare. You know, I have my working document, which I can copy paste. And then once I get all my info, I can go through and I can put some of that info back into BARD or ChatGPT to synthesize, 
or I can do some of that on my own. And then it gives, you know, some of the the features and pricing for some of those. Um, this is a prompt I really love. Um, can you do a SWOT analysis? So the SWOT analysis, <clears throat> for those of you not familiar, this is definitely more bigger picture strategy, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threat. But you can do this not only on your own brand, but if you are doing research on your competitors, you can do this on them as well, which can really provide some amazing information and opportunity and how to capitalize on weaknesses. So again, it goes into strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats with some human thinking can then really help you make sure you're setting your your overall marketing strategy up for success. I'll do a couple more prompts. I could also do, do a SWOT analysis for Genesis Cloud CX and see what it comes back with. So then I could take these and I could compare the SWAT um Sargari and then it says cloud TX Let's see what it comes back with. This might not be a good prompt, um, but we'll try it. Okay, so this is actually quite cool. I've not done this before. Um, again, a lot my my team tends to do a lot of the more tactical, but this is really really good. So this gives you again where they're similar, but this I really like weaknesses. It gives you some of the areas. You know, this complex to implement um, is saying Solgari is no, Genesis Cloud CX is yes. Um, lack of integrations, no. Okay, that's, and yeah. So these are like some really great things that from a content standpoint, I would be thinking about on how to leverage this. So complex to in- implement, if Genesis is complex to implement, but Solgari is not, I might use that as a mm. pillar. And when I say pillar, like a foundational theme that I can then create lots of content around. Um, lack of integrations also. Let's see if there's anything else. Growing market, yes, yes, new technologies, acquisition by a larger company. So it looks like Genesis was acquired by a larger company where Solgari is still independent. So again, that could be something to explore. Is there something that the target audience might value? about working with a smaller company where you might get a more personalized approach. And then threats, looks like all of these are threats. It looks like regulations for some reason isn't. So again, that might be something I dig in to to determine if there isn't um, some opportunity there. So I love that. I had not tried that before. So I learned cool. something new in this. Um, and again, you could do this with all of the competitors. So imagine, you know, if we put in all the the seven or 10, we could have this SWOT analysis that shows. And again, our team would be all over that, like pulling out the areas and building a content strategy as a result. So that's a fun, a fun feature. In terms of um, some other prompts that you could use, you know, you can ask it financial performance or market share. Now, again, depending on what's available, it might not, you know, have that information, but if that's important to you to know, you could certainly 
Another question or another prompt I really like is customer perception. So I'm actually going to go That's back into one. ChatGPT. Uh, and then we can put in the competitor to see if it has that. No, that's so fascinating um, how you take the SWOT analysis with the competitors to identify topics where you're different and build your whole strategy on that. I mean, yeah. you must be saving so much time on the research as compared to doing this manually. Because, I mean, in the in the old world, you would need to read all of the competitors, I don't know, websites, materials, to understand what the strategy is, put that in writing, then come up with a table, see sort of like how that compares, to then say, okay, point C, F, and G are the ones that are interesting. Let's focus on that. So it's, I mean, it's like rocket fuel that you can do this now. Yeah, yeah, and I think the other thing is, you know, and think think about it for yourself. Like if I were to ask you today about a SWAT, you know, when's the last time you did a SWAT for yourself? And mm. so even even though some of the information you may know or your team may know, it's it like it goes on the back burner, right? Like we're not thinking about it. So Absolutely. to be able to use a tool like this to jumpstart creativity. And again, I, I can't emphasize enough, you know, the, the magic is in what you do with the information, right? Yeah. And how you're going to use it to create a strategy and continually using creativity, innovation with tools, AI tools, so that you can ultimately, you know, grow your business and stay relevant, stay competitive and, and win. And so, that's the the magic formula, right? It's what you do with mm. the information because access to information, it's a plethora, right? There's there's no limit to the amount of information we can come up with. It's what we do with the information. That's the big skill that people have to have now and they can't hide behind just doing some research. So yeah. um, coming back to like the, the old process, I would guess that, that you have not only cut down on the time that you used to spend on doing the research, but that you've also vastly increased the amount of information that you can take in or that ChatGPT takes in. So I would guess that you never had like that big of a picture in the old world and still had to do a lot of manual work. What do you think? Yeah, it's definitely helped us be more effective, more efficient, and give us a broader view so that we can be a better partner to our customers. So I think it's helped us really that onboarding process that we take a lot of time and focus to make sure we understand the company that we're working with, their competitors, their industry, their buyer personas. It's helped us really shorten that so that we can onboard customers quicker, faster, easier, and do a lot of the legwork for them, where in the past we would rely on them to come back with the answers. And again, some some companies are very buttoned up. They've got it. They can share that with us, which ultimately is is the best because mm. you know we like working with companies who do know their audience, but where they're struggling or maybe they don't have that at their fingertips, we can certainly jump in and help build that for them and then make sure when we do check in with them, it's factual because that is the thing to keep in mind, even though a lot of what I showed you today may feel like, oh, that's that's great. It might not all be factual, right? So making sure that we fact check it and that we, you know, 
have those conversations so that we're not building a strategy on something that actually isn't correct. And and that does happen. You know, you guys have heard about the AI hallucinations, you know, so you, you can't just take what you come up with and say, that is it. You have to balance it with, is this actually true? And you do it in two ways by looking at Bart and at ChatGPT comparing these two and then talk with your customers and fact check and maybe do some research on your own. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you gotta you gotta have the conversation with the customer, or if it's your own brand, right? Like you'll you'll know. But mm. because even even if you do ChatGPT and Baird or or other, it still might be pulling incorrect information. And sometimes that's how you put the prompt in, because we all know this. Like prompt engineering is still you know an ongoing thing that we're learning how to best do it and. So that it, it's partly how you ask the questions. Um, and then it's also just making sure what it comes back with is actually factual. And it just didn't make up something to mess with you. Because, you know, these AI machines like to mess with us humans. And any experience to share in terms of like uh, how reliable the information is when you do a SWOT analysis or competitive analysis, you've checked it with clients. Is it like 90% or is it more less you know i don't know i think as i mentioned i'm not the one um doing most of this my team is so i haven't checked with them it's it would be a good thing for me to start putting together that would be some some good content for us is to to share some statistics so um i i know just in general from you know what i've done and just you know from all the different groups i'm in i mean it's it's still right around like somewhere 60 to 70% of what it comes mm. back with is going to be on point and correct. So the the human interaction piece is still extremely important to ensure that what you're putting out there in the world is actually correct and factual. Mm. Okay. It'll get better and better for sure, but we're still on that 60, 70% range. Yeah. Do you have some sort of a final document that you can show us? What would that look like once you've done this whole research bit? What what do you go back to your clients with? Oh, goodness. Uh, let's see if I can pull something up really quick. I don't know if I have that, Simon. You're catching me off guard here. Ah. Um, but that is an art. You're mentioning something that's really important because, you know, doing all these chats, like having a system to then pull the information over and that you can then use to organize. And sometimes it is a matter of like organizing it and then putting it back into, you know, back into ChatGPT to synthesize some of that. It, you know, it can, it's, it's really like having an assistant, right? So it's like you're pulling it, you're analyzing it, and then you can put it, put it back in to, um, but let me just see if I've got something that I could show you. Mm. So, in the early part of our relationship, the first thing that we create is a 12-month strategy roadmap for our customers. So this might not be exactly it, but this this is an I you know this is gives you a little bit of an idea of um, what that initial document that we put together and review with our customers using all the research from their questionnaire, from our own research, which again we're using different different tools. This document is this plan, this roadmap is then, you know, the actual tactics are developed in support of it. And then we're using this with our customers monthly and definitely quarterly to do a deeper dive 
to ensure that what we're doing actually maps. And this particular one, which just shared with me, doesn't have the competitive analysis in it yet. So I don't know that this is the best example based on everything I just showed you, but it's certainly kind of a starting point for what we share with our customers initially to help map out what does 12 months look like? What are we trying to achieve? And you know what's all the meat that's there behind the scenes to get us there? I think it uh, was a perfect illustration of how you take the input from the from various tools and you still have to put it together in a way that it's actionable for you, but also for the customer to understand what you're doing. So it's almost like the, if you see the ChatGPT prompts and the output, it's sort of like the raw material that you then still have to refine and uh, put it in a form that you can actually digest it. You know, there are other tools, like we're constantly experimenting with new tools to make each of those more effective and efficient. But I think there is a point, right, where sometimes like having too many tools can feel overwhelming. So we're really, as a company, trying to attack the things that we think have the biggest impact and then keep identifying additional areas where we can do the research to say, okay, this is an area that takes a lot of time. How can we possibly use AI tools to become more effective and efficient? So we're in there, you know, right along with all of you, you know, experimenting, determining, because I mean, Simon, you mentioned on the call when we first started, you know, like there's more and more tools coming out every day. It can often feel overwhelming. And so our goal is not to get overwhelmed by it, but to stay focused on what we know we do best, which is produce high quality, effective content and continue to use AI to determine how can we use it to become effective efficient, better, faster, cheaper. So we're right along with everyone else figuring out the best way to do this so that it's not like a shiny object syndrome. And we're not just, you know, playing with tools for the sake of playing with tools versus doing amazing content strategy, doing amazing content and getting kick-ass results for our, our customers. Absolutely. I think that's a big danger that you see all these tools like, okay, what can we do with these tools? And uh, it should be the other way around, as you said, this is what we do. These are the processes. What tools are out there that we can use to make it more efficient and give more value to our customers? So there are a lot of tools, but I guess we can ignore, ignore most of them once we found the ones that are relevant to us. So what are the tools that you use? So we've seen two, ChatGPT and Bart. What, what are the others? Yeah, we have quite a few. I mean, we definitely have been using Jasper for the last couple of years, which is built on top of ChatGPT or built on top of OpenAI, I should say. We're actually in the process of building some of our own. So we partnered with a company and are building some of our own tools. So we're in kind of that process of analyzing our current processes. But the main ones we use are ChatGPT, um, Bard, and and Jasper. And we've got we've got some others, but those those really are the powerhouse tools. Um, Jasper, you know, is a more expensive. You know, it's I think we pay a couple hundred dollars for our, our subscription there. And again, it gives you, you know, w way more capabilities and things, um, and it keeps evolving as well. But yeah, there's so many, and you know, again, my, my team probably is using 10 or 20 more, but those are, those are the main ones. And I think as companies are embarking on how to use AI to become, you know, better, faster, you know, those are some good ones to start with. And then I think identifying 
what are the processes that you can automate that you can have a robot do and start figuring out how to how to use AI, um, which I, th- I think is a really fun, hmm. creative process. It is. Wendy, thank you so much for sharing everything that you do with ChatGPT and Bart and the other tools and uh, giving me, at least, I hope, as well, the listeners, um, many new ideas how you can use ChatGPT to do uh, competitive analysis, to use SWOT analysis and identify topics to have solid content pillars. Your pitch now, where can people find you? Where is it this point? If they want to work with you, where do they find you? We are Content Bacon, um, like tasty, delicious, sizzling bacon. So you can find us at contentbacon.com. You can find me on all the the social media, Wendy with a Y at contentbacon.com. But I love hearing feedback. I love having conversation. So feel free to reach out to me if you want to just brainstorm how to use um, some of these tools for specific things that you might be dealing with in your company. You know, I'm, I'm happy to spend time on those things. So I hope And I can only confirm yeah. Wendy is always happy and available for an experience share. So I can totally support That's that. That's true. Fantastic. As are you. you. As are you, Simon. Thank you for listening to the Storylux podcast. We would love to see your takeaways from this interview. Please visit Simon's profile on LinkedIn and leave a comment or ask a question on one of his LinkedIn posts for this series. If you like the show and want to listen to conversations with LinkedIn influencers, please follow Simon on LinkedIn and subscribe to the company page of Storylux.